Let's do a cheers. To season two. <gasps> Welcome back. Welcome back to Tales from the Service Industry. I'm Bill. I'm your host. I'm here tonight with Miss B. Hey, guys. I'm here tonight with Liz. Hi, team. We are kicking off season two, powered by red wine. Yes. With a dragon on the label. Can't remember the name. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Dragon on the label. Boom. Pour me another glass. (laughs) Let's get after it. Exactly. So welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to our first episode of season two. Back with great friends and our co-hosts that everybody loves. Mm. As we start tonight, let's start off with some fun stories. Ah, yes. Oh, boy. Down. What are we going to get into? Trouble, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I know that we had talked very briefly earlier about some of the stories we could tell, and we had settled on a couple about recent employee interactions, and I had a fun (laughs) one that I wanted to share with you ladies, but I think everybody listening might kind of get a kick out of it. Mm, Okay. And here's why. Normally, the stories that I'll share, I I don't know. I, I don't think I'm a jerk. This one, I was a dick. <laughs> no way. I, I love that. Yeah, I was very much not a nice human being, and I will share with you what the fallout of that was. Okay, Ooh, but f- before tea. we start, was, was your attitude in response warranted? Very rarely is my response not warranted. Okay, fair. Okay. As you will hear, the interaction was very professional. Okay, good. But the interaction was not very uh, warm and fuzzy would be a good way to put it. I was going to say proactive. <laughs> uh, no, it's highly proactive. And it actually had some great fallout that I'm really happy about. Yay. <laughs> okay. So I will share. All right, okay. let's get into it. So the hotel that I'm at now is not performing very well. So I was basically put in the position to take it over, help square it away. Okay. One of the challenges that we've had has been employee performance. Mm-hmm. Come so, in and fix. Yeah, come in and fix. Now, I'm not going to tell you names. That's not what we're here for. It's just kind of the situation. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when I started at this property, a lot of the employees would corner me and ask me about the raises, saying hmm. we were promised a raise in October by the previous leadership for the company that I work for. They never do raises in October. I was going to say, that's kind of a weird time of year for a raise. Right? Yeah. They do, excuse me. <laughs> That one's on record. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with drinking while we, while we podcast, right? Yeah. So the company that I work for does their raises at the beginning of the year, second quarter. I've answered this question to every single employee the exact same way. Number one, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't here when those raises were promised. Yeah. But number two, I can tell you that based on our budget, what I see in the system, what I, my conversations have been with my leadership. The answer's no. The answer's no. <laughs> okay. And for me, I've always prided myself on the fact that you may not like the answer, but I'll do my absolute best to be as truthful and transparent with you as possible. Mm, that's great. I'm not going to kick the can down the road, and I'm not going to lie to you. Well, and if you've done the research, looked at their file, see if there's anything on paper, written agreement, but if there's not, your are hands they at, are tied. Are they at minimum? Oh, no. Oh. No, 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 no. The team's all well above minimum. So, oh, it, so was, it's not a January 1st that's issue. That's what I was going to say. No, no, like no. January 1st. No, no, no. It's not a government-mandated Got it. change in minimum wage or anything like that. So this associate asks me, when am I going to get a raise and why don't we have bonuses? And I said, okay, so hmm. I've explained to you the fact that there is no raise that is scheduled for the month of October. Manager or hourly? This is an hourly associate. Huh. With a bonus. Why do they think they would get a bonus? <laughs> 
if they've never gotten Sorry. one before. I don't know. Okay, look, that kind of ties into the absurdity of the oh, whole okay. conversation. Okay. So I said to this person, well, I would really like to actually have this conversation with you because I've been asked this question before. I've shared back with everybody. There, there is no scheduled raise. There's no scheduled raise as far as in the P&L for the month of October. It's scheduled for Q2 next year, yada, yada, yada. So... Let's have this conversation because I really want to understand your mindset and where you're coming from on this. And this person says, okay, door is open. Yeah. Okay. So I said to this person, you've made it clear that you feel that you deserve a raise. So let me ask you a couple questions. Oh, God. Oh, boy. (laughs) This person says, okay. I said, if I was to give you a grading scale of one to 100, one being a brand new associate that knows nothing on day one. Okay, I would hope they get more than a one. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, listen to the whole scale first, right? Okay. So, one is an associate that's brand new day one. 100 is a fully trained employee at month five. Where on that scale would you place yourself? And the employee thinks about it for a moment and says... Please don't say less than 100. (laughs) They they for sure say 100. Have I told you this story? No. Okay. So, the associate thinks about it for a moment and they say, hmm, you know, I would say like an 83, 84, 85, somewhere in there. Oh, okay. I said, okay, great. Hold on to that number. I said, where is the hotel right now in its overall performance? Not where it should be. And the associate says to me, I don't know what our number is, but I know that we are failing. Uh, Okay, great. Hold on to that thought. Yeah. (laughs) I said, (laughs) when you were brought on five months ago, you were given a series of training modules that you needed to complete in your first 30 days. So can you tell me where you are in your new hire training? And this person thinks about it and says, you know, I don't know. (gasps) And I said, well, let me help you out with answering that question because I do. I said, right (gasps) now... You are at 29% complete. Shut up. On your 30-day training modules. After five months. Yeah. Now. You're kidding. Keep in mind, in this conversation, what did I say at the very beginning? On a scale of 1 to 100. Right. 100 being where a five-month employee should be fully trained. Mm -hmm. But they're not fully trained. They're not. This person's at their fifth month. You are nowhere near... I'm trying to reinforce (laughs) with this person that I'm talking about you. Yeah. So this person says, oh, at the the 29%. (laughs) And I said, but let me ask you a couple more questions. I said, at what point have you received a paycheck in your time with us that has not been what was owed? (gasps) Never. And they stopped and they thought and they said, well, never. But they have owed you the training modules after their first 30 days. And after five months, they still have not yet completed it. Correct. So at this point, I looked at this person and I said, so let me make sure I understand our conversation to date in its entirety. I don't want to be wrong in, uh, in this conversation. <laughs> okay, well, if I'm sorry to interrupt, but if I was this team member, I would have been like, uh, okay, I, I get what you're putting down. I'm going to go back to work and finish those. Like, I am so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. You and I are on the same page, because if it would have been me in that conversation, I would have been like, where's the ripcord? Literally. Literally. Yep. Push it, push where's it. the eject button? Push get eject. the F out of here. Exactly. God, the entitlement. Oh, my. It gets worse. Oh, God. Keep going. I'm excited. So, so I said to this person, I said, let me just recap the whole conversation so that we're on the same page. 
page. I said, you are asking me for not only a raise, but bonuses. Oh my God. Yet you sat here and you explained to me that the hotel is failing, that your training is only 29% complete. And when asked where you are on a 100 scale of one being a brand new associate to 100 being a fully trained five month employee, you told me that you're an 83 to an 85. Hmm. So you're 15% below your performance as a fully trained front desk agent. You are 61% below complete on your training. I would die. And the hotel is failing. Do you think you deserve a raise or a bonus? So I looked at this person square in the face and I said, so please let's continue the conversation where you justify a raise and or a bonus. Oh my God. They didn't run away. They stayed there. They stayed there. Oh my God. And kept arguing. At this point it's arguing. Yes. Uh, Oh my God. At this point it's badgering. (laughs) Yes. So I said, look, if you're not picking up what I'm putting down right now, then let me just make it clear. And that is... (laughs) You are not getting a bonus in the month of October. You are not getting a bonus next year. Mm -hmm. You will get a pay adjustment. But at this point, we are not... Based on performance. None of us are in a situation where a bonus is even a warranted thing. I can't even ask my boss for a bonus. Well, because the hotel is failing. My boss is going to say, where is the hotel at? Where are you financially? Where are you X? Why do you you deserve it? We don't reward mediocrity, let alone below mediocrity. We're not even mediocre. Right. (laughs) now. Now, all of this is just, I mean, it's not even a funny story at this point. It's just like, oh, oh my God, this is cringy, right? No, the humor is this. Two days later, this person- It keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two days later, this person walks into my office and gives me a resignation letter. Done. Thank you. Bye. Good, Felicia. Good riddance. Thank you. Now, (laughs) let's take that and put a pin in it and fast forward to yesterday. Okay. (laughs) So yesterday... To give us some timeline, when did that original conversation occur? Ballpark. Uh, two weeks ago? 10 days ago? Okay. okay. Yeah, it would have been 10 days ago. Okay. So yesterday, I'm walking around the property, and one of our long-term stay guests sees me, and he comes up, and he says, so uh, I've noticed a lot of people are leaving the hotel. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he goes, a lot of employees are leaving the hotel. I said, yes, they are. He goes, why is that? Said, like, what are you doing? Yeah. To make everyone I like leave. Well, no, no, that's not part of the, that's not part of the equation at this point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I looked at him and I said, "Well, in all honesty, I said I think it's me." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I am the common factor. And he goes, "Well, why do you say that?" And I said, "Because I'm changing the culture of the hotel." He goes, "Well, what do you mean by that?" And I said, "Well, I'm not going to accept poor performance. I'm not going to accept, you know, substandard service." I'm not going to accept a lack of accountability. I'm not going to accept a lack of drive and and vision and all the other buzzwords that we preach. Damn, Bill, go go off. Well, no, I was very polite to him. I like, I love it. So he looks at me, he goes, huh. I said, well, why do you ask? He says, because someone's been here at night talking to a lot of your associates. Stop. And I said, by someone, do you mean someone that has previously worked here? And he says, yes. Ooh. Oh, I kind of let it pause for a second. He says to me, how do you feel about people coming in and stealing your employees? And I thought about it for a moment and I looked him square in the eye and I said, you know, I would be upset if someone came in here and stole my employees. He goes, so you're upset? I said, no. But I would be. So he looks me in the eye and he goes, I don't, I don't understand. You know, if you're upset that somebody was stealing your employees and somebody is stealing your employees, why are you not upset? I paused for a second. I looked down and I said, well, the thing you have to understand is that for something to be stolen, it has to have an associated value. (laughs) I have to, I have to want them here. (laughs) Exactly. 
And the look on his face was like, I just <laughs> slapped him. He's like, so what you're telling me is this person is stealing the worst of your employees? Probably. <laughs> I said, again, person might be taking them. They're not stealing them. <laughs> <laughs> he smiled at he smiled at me and he's like, "You're all right." Like I, I see you. Yeah, you're all right. I I, I, like I see you. I see what you're putting down. He turned around and walked away. Oh my god, I love it. You're all right. And you say, right. "Have a great stay." <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. So, did you confirm any of the story? Review yeah, the footage. Review the footage. Unfortunately for him, person that was coming in to steal our employees. He's on camera. Yeah. So, you know, I've got this person in my lobby well after hours, like normal business hours, talking to my employees, the same ones that have tendered a resignation. Oh. So, yeah, it's not an allegation. It's a fact. So what are you going to do about it? Nothing. I'm going to send him a Christmas card next year and just say thank you. Okay. (laughs) Because quite literally, he's taking the people that have the worst scores, the worst performance, the worst ethics, the worst drive, lack of ambition. Good luck. The list goes on. Bye. And he's taking all of those. He's taking your problems away. 100%. And that you don't have to deal with. They're just turning in their resignation. It's the best when that happens because well, then you don't have to go through all the effort of firing them. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's there's, a lot of work. There's no progressive discipline. There's no stress of, oh, my God, I got to talk to this person again. Oh, no, amazing. None of that. But the best part is their exodus has already begun. Ooh, ooh. Several have already left. Good. One left yesterday. One left today. Congratulations. Oh, Even more amazing. Neither of them said a word as they walked out the door. Oh my they gosh! Just took their check and bounced. Thank you. They gave you a late Christmas present. That's yeah. amazing. But the problem is, I'm is jealous. That, well, no. Okay, so <laughs> right. so here's the problem though. Their performance has tanked since they gave their resignation. Of course, of course uh, it has. And you didn't walk them. Well, you might have needed them to just stand there and be a body. Pretty much. That's where yeah. I was at. So I mean, we've been hiring. We've got replacements coming in. It's okay. just It's going to take a little while. But the training process. I mean, getting them in takes a couple weeks. There's going to be a very big ramp up, but the performance of the team that's still there right now we've shed like 17 points off of our overall satisfaction so it's gone lower yeah Um. i'm still above where the old leadership was but high 60s is how we started the month and now we're lower than that 51 (laughs) are your leaders stepping up or no (laughs) one of my leaders is one of those that's been poached oh what position fos Mm. Oh, sorry. Front office supervisor. Got it. I actually got that. I'm catching on. Working on a replacement for that. Okay. Basically, I've got half the front desk and a new mid-level leader that we're looking for. So it'll be a full, fresh team. Oh, best part of it all is that one of the cultural changes that I'm trying to make at the hotel is to take us away from being a job and have us be your jumping off point for a new career. I love that. So every single interview that we've been giving, one of the questions that I talk to the applicants about is what are your goals? What's your ambition? Where do you see yourself in five years? Not even that. Where do you see yourself in 18 months? Oh, let's make it even shorter. And when I've asked that question, a couple of them have have asked back, you know, oh, well, you know, usually people ask like, you know, where I'm going to be in three to five years. I said, no, I don't care about that. I said, all I want to know right now is where do you want to be in the next 12 to 18 months? Because if you are serious about getting into the hotel industry. Like I want to be here, still learning, still growing. You want to be, you want to come into my industry, work in my hotel. My promise to you is that I will pay you a fair wage and I will give you an education. And I will teach you. Yeah. 
So rather than having to go to your local college and get a degree in hospitality that is worth nothing because right. it doesn't really matter if you understand that a 200 thread count sheet is 100 up and 100 sideways, big deal. I want you to know <laughs> how to deal with guest issues. I want you to be a rock star with problem resolution. I want, I want you, to, you be to be empowered. Be able, yeah. Yeah. Confident. I want you to be ready to take the next step. Amazing. And, and I will stand here and I will tell you right now that that next step, when you're ready for it, you will only feel that you are 85% ready to step. Mm-hmm. But the reason I say that is that if you are 100% confident going into your next position, you're going to go into that next position and be bored. Yeah. You need to be challenged. Here's what's funny is that every single one of them that I have asked that question of about where do you want to be, many of them have said, well, I want a career in hospitality. Okay. Are you willing to learn? They say, yes. Great. Our pay is this. And we're not the highest paying hotel. Mm-hmm. But I've told every single one of them, our pay is X. If you want to come work for me, I will pay you that wage and I will pack your head with everything I can possibly put into it in the next 12 to 18 months. And I will have you ready to take the next step. Wow. And I said, and I am fully aware that we don't pay as much as the hotel down the street. Yeah. But do you want to make 3% next year as a raise? Or do you want to step up to a supervisor level and make 30% more? And have a career. And most people are like, oh, I want that. Great. This is what I expect from you. And I flat out tell them, in 12 to 18 months, you are going to be ready to take a step. Shit, where do I apply? Right? (laughs) Like... Here's the thing that was really kind of interesting is that when I was talking to my AGM about this and even my current FOS, both of them pushed back saying, you can't talk to people like that. You're going to scare everybody away. No, no, you're going to scare the right people away. The eager beavers that are so hungry to get in and to learn and to grow Uh are just going to eat that shit up. See, I hear that and I like want to jump up. I'm like, let's do it. So yeah, I mean, ultimately the entire concept of me telling them that is exactly what you just said. You know, it's like, I would much rather have the people that don't have the ambition, the drive and the desire to just simply back out of the application process than to be hired on. And then I have to discipline them out. Let me one up that. Go for it. What if someone had no experience? Love it. And they're like, I want to get into hospitality. I've maybe worked with minor customer service before, but I'm really, really interested in this. I'm super eager. I want to learn. I want to get into the industry. If I'm hiring one person for the team, I would hire you on the spot. Yeah. Do you know why? Moldable. Well, moldable. Coachable. Mm -hmm. Coachable, but what else? Usually a good attitude. Good personality. What else? I mean, I just think the <clears throat> eagerness. I feel I feel so like dumb. Like what else? The hunger. What don't you have? I don't have bad a, habits. Yeah, I'm I'm not tainted. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Miss B. Woo. Absolutely. You don't have the bad habits. No, you don't I have will, any bad experiences from previous yeah. hotels, other industries. Because those are hard to break. I will never, ever, ever hear the words. But that's how we did it at the Holiday Inn. Come out of your mouth. Oh, f <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I know. know, It's like, that's the point though, is that if I've got someone that has all those traits that will make them an achiever and no experience, that's fine. I'll give you the experience. I'll give you the education. You'll do it my way. Some of my best hires were people that had zero hospitality experience. I went out on a limb to give it to them. A couple of my rock stars I, recently. I'm thinking of zero. one in particular. Uh-huh. Zero hospitality experience. And I was like, okay. 
some of my best employees the same thing. Mm-hmm. Zero experience. I hired them simply because I mean, they had good to attitude. Drive. And some of my worst employees were ones I hired with experience. Yep. And then it scared me off. Okay, with experience. I'm kind of scared because I do have an interview tomorrow with previous experience in an apartment that I run, and now I'm nervous. Yeah, <laughs> just be careful. Like now you know to ask certain probing questions. Like how did you do this at your last? What would you say if we did it differently? Like, well, her pre-screen was fantastic. Her most recent experience was not applicable with her position that she was applying to, but she tailored all of her answers to the job she was applying for. That's good. So I'm like, hey, either you're really smart. Wait, honest question though. Is Hmm. the whole reason you're bringing her in because her parents bought for her? No. Not another one of those. That was a different story. (laughs) I know. Not another one? No. (laughs) She's weeding herself out. (laughs) Any who's you? (laughs) Sorry. It's an entry-level job. You make mistakes. When you're paying minimum wage, I mean, you just need to breathe. Yeah, but I mean, the same application applies. I'm definitely going to take that into account. You know, honestly, ask her, where do you see yourself in 12 to 18 months? Mm -hmm. I will. What do you want from this? You know, what do you want from this job? I had an, uh, we had an interview today. God, it was cringy. Talking to this this young lady, it's like, you know, oh, what do you think makes you a great candidate for front desk? Stop. Well, I'm really outgoing. I'm really a people Um, person. I I love love working. I love working with people. Um, I'm really energetic. Um, And it was just like, oh my God, I could feel like every muscle in my body was slowly clenching over the fact that- I literally just got chills. Yeah. (laughs) Over the fact that this is how you perceive high energy. (laughs) I'd like to see low energy. I think my favorite answer to that question was when I asked that same question. They're like, oh, it's really close to my house. I could ride my bike here. (laughs) It's like- not hired. <laughs> yeah. Conversely, though, also had an interview with a person today that, and to our moments ago conversation about experience, this person had zero hotel experience. This person had, I don't remember how many years in the military experience, though. Oh, okay. Oh, that could be good. Speaking with her, holy cow. It's very like, eloquent. She was very well spoken. She was very clear in what she was saying. Okay. Um, we threw questions at her that there was zero chance of her answering the way I would want her to answer. Okay. And she surprisingly got close. Wow. With no hotel experience, nothing. And she even said, you know, I just kind of applied my own personal experience and thought about how I would handle that and what I would say as an employee. So like just gut instincts? Just gut instincts. Huh. And I was really impressed. Did you hire her on the spot? No, because here's why. I absolutely would bring her on. I fully feel that she needs to have experience, obviously, but she's not a line employee level of like thought and maturity. And that's where I'm conflicted with this is that truthfully- Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by that? I don't get it either. I'll explain. Okay. Is that in speaking with her and having her go through logical steps, she's very much- like a supervisory, oh. I wouldn't throw her in a management category at this point, but she's definitively no. a lead or definitively a supervisor in her thought processes. Okay. But her experience doesn't match. So right. how can I bring her in as a, as a supervisor to someone that has experience when she doesn't even know how to log into the computer? Right. Oh, was she applying for a le- supervisor position? No, she's applying for oh. a regular line position. 
Well, you could bring her in as an agent and then could promote her pretty quickly as soon as she knows the system. Right. But my problem is half my team is gone. How effectively can... How can you train? How can we train multiple people at the same time and to the degree that they should be trained? Man, if only she applied three months from now. Or three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, the just not right is, now when you're bare poor. bones. She's on my short list of people to hire, though. Yeah, because that sounds like a good one that'll stay and yeah. really put in the work. Well, and she got the exact same speech that I gave everybody, and she was excited about. It. Like oh. her eyes were big. She's like, "That's an option." Uh, no, that's not an option. I said, "In twelve to eighteen months." you're going to have to make a decision. I said, you know, we're going to prepare you to step off into a career. Sink or swim, babe. Well, no, here's the thing is that for me, if you were to tell me that you have a desire to grow and I don't teach you, then I've decided your career path for you. If you tell me that you want to grow and I give you every piece of knowledge you need to grow and then you choose not to and you want to just make it a job, that's fine. That's on you, boo. I'm going to go (laughs) home and sleep just fine tonight. Yeah. But if I make your career decision for you, that's not cool. Yeah. So I love it. You know, with the company that we work for, basically, if you were to go work at any other sister property, you punch in on their clock, you get paid from that hotel. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy for me to task for someone. Oh, you need people for the weekend? I've got people that need hours. I'll send them over. Mm. It's a great way to learn. I miss that. Are you at all in the back of your head nervous that this might just be coming from my years of inexperience they you know, leave you well no you fail them oh absolutely it's a fear like you do everything you can but they're not ready in 12 to 18 months absolutely, the, what if a fear. no but that's that's where as their leader you have checks and balances so as their leader you have a checklist of everything that they need to learn and i'm, I'm not talking like a general and how checklist. they need to perform to that checklist yeah and i'm not talking like a, a simple checklist no like, no no. you know demonstrate a check-in no that demonstrate a check-in is broken down into like 20 different pieces right i need you to explain to me what the difference is between the primary credit card and the incidental card i need you to explain to me how to create a share with folio i need you to explain to me the significance of rate codes or of anything else and do in they check process do they do that you know adequately or above and beyond energetic and i know and ready so, to like where, like, do, I where sign do i sign let's do this <laughs> well, so here's the here's the thing is that the training guy that they have is all set up yes and no it's not a 10 scale you're either proficient or you're not okay the training guide has a spot for the associate to sign off and for the manager to sign off whoever that leader is so like when so they might so, not know what you're looking for and just sign off and be like, yeah, you're good. Yeah, no, and that's not how it's going to work. So with the training guides, there's going to be a section for engineering. There will be a section for housekeeping. There will be a section for F&B. There will be a section for every department in the hotel because that front desk supervisor or that front desk agent is going to get exposed to every single one of those departments. Oh, I was like, is this the same training guide for every single department? No, 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 no. I'm just talking right now about front office. Okay. So that front desk agent needs to understand what it takes to clean a room. Yeah. Holy moly. So congratulations. Your basic training of two to four weeks to not be dangerous at the front desk. You're in housekeeping. (laughs) Next week, you're spending three shifts in housekeeping. You're going to learn how to clean a room from beginning to end. Oh my God, I love it. You're going to understand what it takes to return a room oh to s- return a room to vacant ready when you complete a room move. Yes. Vacant. Sorry. So, but yes. Yeah. And like oh. inspections. 
Oh, everything. They're going to get exposed to it. They're not going to have to be competent. They're going to have to understand. But they will clean a room. (gasps) They will clean a couple of rooms. (gasps) Because they need to understand that those ladies that are cleaning the room, or gentlemen... They need to have respect for every department. And understand how much hard work goes into that. That, you know, they don't just check somebody into a room, and the person goes, you know, my view's not the best. And then front desk just offer to move them to another one, and not realize how much labor went into getting that room ready. And and how much labor you do it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And then, well, think about it this way: to complete a check-in from beginning to end, to complete all standards, to not feel rushed, to f- be professional, takes what? How many minutes? Miss B, you're the pro. Well, it depends on the type of room, the square footage. Oh my if god! If there's couches, type if of property. Uh, if there's glass windows in the shower, there's like a no, no, lot. No, 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 no. I'm not saying how long does it take to clean it. Oh, I'm saying at the time of to check in. Oh. Your front desk agent at the time of check-in, how much time does it take for that person to complete a check-in from beginning to end? It shouldn't be more than five minutes. Perfect. Hitting so, on the standards. Yes. You right. can't go over five minutes. Usually three to five is a good, comfortable window for a check-in. So if you had, let's just say, 25 check-ins for the day at five minutes apiece, what are we talking about? 125 minutes? Yes. Math. Two hours and five minutes. Two hours and five minutes. So two hours and five minutes of your day as a front desk agent on a 25 arrival day. Checking people in. So what are you going to do for the other five and a half hours? Your checklist. Right. Now, conversely, let's look at housekeeping. Who gets paid a dollar less an hour than you do. No. Okay. And they are working a full eight-hour shift doing full labor. And some of these team members are being asked to clean anywhere between 14 and 16 rooms a day. Yeah. Okay, let's cut in half, just say 15. Split the difference. Okay, so they've got 480 minutes in their eight-hour day that they are spending sweating cleaning those rooms. So that is about, wait, hold on, eight hours divided by 15 rooms. So that's... Half a room per hour. Yeah, so that should point five three. Yeah, so that should come out to about thirty one to thirty two minutes per room. Yes. Okay. I would say travel time, elevators, getting supplies, supplies, restocking mm-hmm. yep. your cart at least. All of that is counted in that thirty one thirty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Right, it's stressful. So the, the the pace and the output of energy and sweat equity and all that is very different in housekeeping than it is at the front desk. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking as myself as a hotel stayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pretty much keep the room fairly clean. I, I make sure to put my trash in the trash bin, like all the dirty towels in a pile, da da da. Yep. No excess anything. No, but you're the exception, not the rule. Yeah. For sure. But I'm People even thinking trash. that room, you still have to completely vacuum, mop, clean every single surface, even if mm-hmm. I didn't. Yep. Like recently, I stayed in a hotel. I didn't shower, but they don't know that. They have to clean the shower. Yep. Because mm-hmm. the thing, too, is uh, 32 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So that's look, insane. In the spirit of what the podcast is. Freaking respect. Not only that. Take your housekeepers. I, yeah, especially on February 15th. But um, <laughs> day after. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Took> you a minute. <laughs> oh, Liz. <laughs> you know, I'll throw you some slack and say you're two glasses in. So we'll go with that. I just More. didn't. She just came from happy hour, too. Yeah. <laughs> Way to throw me in a butt or under the butt. <laughs> She's bright red. Oh, really? Is it hot in here? Or is it? I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, but still. And do you want to know the crazy the stuff? Beds, the bed's dirty. Like, that's Wait, it. But here's the thing, though, is that every single front desk agent will talk about how they work so hard. Exactly. Okay, you couldn't see Liz's face, like, twist up. 
<laughs> to a very hard face head roll yeah, with her but, eyes. But I was just making a nasty face and shaking my head. I know. But every front desk agent will talk about how they work so hard until the day after they are sent to housekeeping. <laughs> and then they realize... F that. Yeah. You know what happens? At the time of check-in, better questions are asked. Mm. Do you prefer a first floor, a high floor? Do you prefer something on the courtyard or away? Well, to prevent from room moves. Yes. Yes. To help out housekeeping. Do you like to be yes. closer to the elevator or do you like a little bit of a walk? Yeah. Rather than just randomly assigning a room, better questions are asked. Wow. And mm-hmm. as a result, service goes up. Because we're anticipating their needs. Well, and now they have an understanding that there's a repercussion to not asking simple questions. And that is that somebody's got to go back and reclean that room. Or mm-hmm. housekeeping is just going to hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the and then, one time you need a favor from housekeeping, they're going to be like, oh, too busy. Sorry. Can't. And then they're going to shadow with engineering for a couple of days. And they're going to... Oh, screw that too. And they're going to unclog toilets. They're going to change light bulbs. They're going to change batteries and smoke detectors. They're <laughs> gonna Listen to loud fire those, alarms. They're going to do all that stuff. Do you know one of the most common calls though? Because when I did this at a hotel, uh, guests constantly call and say their thermostat's not working. So I went up to, I can't tell you how many rooms. Did they turn it on? <laughs> it was always... Okay, not always. Let's say nine out of ten times it's user error. Mm. And so then you learn by being up there with engineering, you're learning all the little tricks, you're learning this, you're learning that. So then when I was on the phone, since someone would say that, I'd be like, Have oh, you tried to switch this? Have you done this? this? Have you done and this? they go, oh, thanks, it works. And then my engineer doesn't have to go all the way up there and stop what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the guest issue is resolved right there on the spot. Yep. And we were helpful. And they yep. didn't have to wait for somebody else to come up and then go in their room and then you know disrupt their evening. But the best part of all of it is this. As a front office supervisor, if you're sending that person through all of those things, they can then reinforce and reinstill all of those lessons on their hourly associates. The hourly associates that go through all of this... They just get a leg up for that next step, which is going to mm-hmm. be a supervisor. Yeah. So that when they sit in that interview 12 months from now and they're asked as a front desk agent, what have you learned? They'll be able to sit there and with they have confidence all of these and say, skills. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm wheezing. I heard that. <laughs> they, will, they will be able to sit there and they will have a conversation saying that, you know what? I did get experience in housekeeping. I cleaned a board one day. We've done room inspections. We've done X. We've done Y. We've done Z. I've worked in engineering, blah, 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 blah. And suddenly... You will blow that interview away. Suddenly, mm-hmm. this person that's You're sitting so there... so overqualified. ...is your star candidate. Yeah. Yep. That person that is sitting there is not going to be allowed to leave the hotel without a job offer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't let that person walk away from the couch. So, Miss B, let me ask you this. Yes. If, as a front desk agent, you were making $17 an hour. Okay. And 12 months down the road, you are given all of this information, you've successfully completed all of your training, and your manager sits down with you and says, I think you are ready to take that next step. You have hit your 85%. Wow. You go out and you look for a supervisor role that now pays 20 bucks an hour. Okay. So you just went from 17 to 20, so you got a 15% pay raise. Nice. Is that more or less than the 3% that the company's going to give you to stay there as a job? More. It's more. Mm -hmm. Even me with my math, I can do that. Okay. Now, I'm fortunate enough that I work for a pretty big company where we've got a lot of hotels that are sister hotels nearby. Do you have some leverage? No, no, no. It's not that I have leverage. It's that we have opportunity. Mm. Okay. So knowing the hotels that are in the area, you're looking at an employee pool of probably around 500 associates across those hotels. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. With that many associates, people come and go. 
Yeah. There's always opportunities popping up. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's an FOS position available today, every single day. But, you know, once you hit that 12-month mark and you're about ready to go, that's when you start watching for all of that. For sure. Yeah. And over the next three months or so, as you're continuing to learn and get a little further past that 85% mark, something's going to come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're going to be able to transfer. So you don't lose your t- length of service with the company. You don't, oh. you don't have to reset your... Any clocks. Your vacation accruals. Yeah. Benefits stay. You're not resetting your accrual rate. So, you know... Oh. So, you know, as a, as a one to three year employee, you earn... It's probably the same, but... Vacation at one rate, three to five, it's different, so on and so forth. But the forth, clock right? doesn't start over. The clock doesn't start over. Hmm. Your your position starts in a different role, but your clock doesn't restart. That's nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. As opposed to, you know, Ta-da. some properties, you know, they're not associated with some like big company and there's like nowhere to grow, nowhere nope. to move. You're just stuck. This there's all those outlets. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the perks at working at, you know, a box property or a company that has a bunch of properties. Well, and especially at those like smaller, more boutique properties, there might be opportunities to transfer it, but nothing you're qualified for, nothing you have experience in. Yeah. It's usually a whole separate department. Yeah. You'd have to start from the bottom again. Mm-hmm. And like we've talked about how our industry is huge, but, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. our world is small. I was having True. a conversation with my AGM today about exactly that. And weirdly enough, she threw out a name that I haven't really thought about in years. And it was somebody that I worked with. And it was familiar. Like seven or eight years ago at a hotel that was like six or seven hotels ago. Wow. And this person, she knows this person. It's a very small world. Apparently went to high school with this person. Like, wow. Has history with this person. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, pretty much, right? Well, in this case, it was a one degree. But the, the, <laughs> point, <laughs> the point being is that randomly, seven years later, six hotels later, here I am talking with someone that knows this person that I thought had good ambition, that I thought had good drive. And she agreed, but I, I haven't had her path cross back against mine yet. Mm-hmm. There's people that, Miss B, there's people that you and I know that we know together that I knew before mm-hmm. that now work for the same company that I do. Oh, yeah. But really far away. Oh, okay. You know, so it's like, it's just this weird, you know, it, it's convergence and divergence, right? People yeah. People come yeah. in and out of the hotel that you work for, the company that you work for, et cetera. So, well, I mean, in my industry, so I came from, a lot of work in country clubs before in another part of the state. So that was like very common for golf pros or superintendents or servers and bartenders to just flop from club to club within like a 40 mile radius. Wow. So my hometown, it's like, wait, where is that person working now? Oh, at that club? Oh, they were somewhere else when I worked with them four years ago and they've been to three other clubs since. (laughs) So it is very common and very hard to keep track of. Let me... Let me tell you, <laughs> trying to keep all these connections and keep. Wait, so is a tennis pro somebody just teaches somebody tennis? Literally, yes. Oh, a tennis pro is not a tennis professional. That is like a professional player that's like gonna eventually go and play Wimbledon. This is someone who has a passion for coaching and teaching. Why are they called tennis pros then and not tennis coaches? Why is it called a golf professional? Because they get paid. Yeah, my question would actually be the same for golf professional too. Because they get paid. Mm-hmm. So saying you, I'm a golf professional is different than saying I'm I on the play PGA golf tour. professionally. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. See, so yeah, I don't know that. It's world, just so. it's a it's a teacher. Got it. They make good money though. Do you they, have to have any qualifications? 
Uh, yeah, you have to be good. Teaching experience. All right, guys, I'm a tennis pro now. So one of my uh, one of my tennis pros that worked for me previously did play professionally in another country, but then he had like 25 years of teaching experience. He had a clientele. He was going to bring in like 80 members to this club. Wow. Paying dues, paying the initiation fee, paying, you know, $85 for an hour lesson. Wow. In his hiring process, in the interview, he said, I have this list of people that will join here to take lessons with me if you hire me what happened we hired him he was a rooster that was his nickname what does that mean he was he was hard to work with i have i was like was he loud (laughs) did he wake you up in the morning no no no. i have found um (laughs) no 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 that's not a rooster no he made (laughs) he made unnecessary noise for the company i don't know but i'm gonna save that sound bite (laughs) there you go so I have found any any position that is like highly commission based, like you're clocking in and out in this day and age, you're clocking in and out as a employee, but you're at minimum wage, whatever that may be, wherever you're at. And then you make commission based on your lessons. And that's really where you make your money. Mm. You know, your hourly wage is just covering, we say covering yourself as an employee. If you get hurt on the job, da, 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 you accrue vacation, accrue sick time, yada, yada. The headaches of employees are teaching professionals, whether that be tennis, golf, personal trainers, group X instructors, you name it. They're nightmares. Oh my God. Yes. Divas. Literally divas and roosters (laughs) that make unnecessary noise. I've never heard of the word rooster to describe someone before. That's just what me and an old general manager like called this one guy. I had another tennis pro who was a female who I loved. Was she a chicken? No, she was a mama bear. Sorry, I was just doing the opposite of rooster. I know, I know. I know. We were going to let it slide, though. (laughs) No, she was great. She, (laughs) I had never overseen tennis, didn't really know much about the sport. And she said she was South African. I'm not going to try and do the accent. Oh, no, 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 please don't. (laughs) But she was like, if you're going to oversee the tennis department, you need to know what you're talking about. You're going to join my ladies clinic like every whatever day at this time. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask your boss if it's okay. I'm not going to charge you. So I got free lessons for like two years. Wow. I eventually got to join our league just because we had a spot that we needed to fill. How come we haven't played tennis? I would love to. It's on. So a very big popular thing like in the recreation industry right now is pickleball. Pickle it is all the rage. I want to try this. I actually Still have you pickleballed. I have not. So I added another court to our facility. Oh man. Have you I had mean, fights yet? And no, it's a temporary court. Like listeners, please don't get it twisted. It's not a permanent court. It's not that cool. I did have two permanent courts in my last club and it was so fun. Bill, did you hear? So it's like a thing. I didn't know this. We visited another country club and we like met with their staff and like their managers and whatnot. And we got like some scoop. Okay. Wait, People, side like, note. Side note. Uh, they have called me since. Oh. And I have tried flirting on the phone with that man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come try our court? Um, pickleball is like a really big thing right now. And people fight over it. Like legit fight. I had the court at that time at that day. Why did you let them take that court? Like, it's a thing. And apparently it's not just this country club. It's it's everywhere. Pickleball people. And they fight over the reservations. And those there was three managers there that were like, pickleball is the nightmare of my mm-hmm. existence. You will well, not believe the stories I have you know, and because of this. Very popular, like in the whole state of California and especially in the desert. Wow. 
So obviously not in the summer, but you know, right now, oh, my dad's been on a waiting list for a year and a half to get into one of these pickleball clubs. Mm-hmm. Like it's a club specially for pickleball. I'm not surprised. Nothing else. And they joined a, a different club temporarily that has some pickleball courts and they keep checking on their wait list number. They're like, we're 42 now. This is the last time I had dinner with them. I'm like, what the? There are certain fork? HOAs and clubs in the desert that have upwards of like 40 pickleball courts. What the? That are it's just, just tennis smaller. It's a, so I explained it today actually in a meeting because I bragged about having a second court. I was like, hey, we're doing this. We're adding an amenity. We're going to do a drop in. We're going to do clinics and all this stuff. They were like, what is pickleball? I said, what? well, it's a, it's a version of combined tennis. And then someone goes, ping pong. And I go, no, it's more like tennis and badminton. Okay. Do you want to know the most recent pickleball news I heard? Oh God, tell. I would love to. That it was being embraced at retirement communities? Yes. In the nude. (laughs) That took a turn. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. My grandparents play a lot of pickleball. Yeah. (gasps) At, naked. at 65 and up communities. <laughs> look, look, God bless. You're comfortable enough with your body to play pickleball in the nude, but there's just... At that age? At any age. I'm not even 65 and I wouldn't do that. At any age. Nobody here's wants a, to see this. Are you half that? <laughs> here, here's my problem with it, though. <laughs> I understand that like, when you're running and there's sudden stops in pickleball, things keep moving. Okay, Momentum. so no, no, no. It's not like tennis. It's more short, sporadic movements. You I might don't care. still sounds no, painful. At <laughs> at seventy years old, things are moving, and they're longer. <laughs> they're lower. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I was I was kind of going gender neutral on that comment. It could be either way. It could be either way. Yeah. The balls, the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Go which way and what? <laughs> Do they hang low? Do you tie them in a bow? <laughs> Do they wobble to and fro? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Ideals. We're talking about great amenities of recreation that is offered to people in this country. I know. Okay, guys, I don't mean to change subjects. No, but wait, wait, please do. <laughs> Let's take us away from Did Naked Pickleball. Did you see the Instagram video I sent you? Yes. Holy Shirt balls. Did did you see it, Liz? I just saw this before a podcast, and I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" I'm offended. I will show you right now. So I'm offended. I'm I'm really offended. This is what we have to deal with. We're gonna we're gonna have to repost this. Yeah. So for for those that can't see it, that will have to look at it on the website. It is an angry guest Shut at a hotel up. in China <gasps> that decided that they were going to drive I guess, protest their stay by <laughs> oh driving God. their car through the lobby. This yeah. is on purpose. Yeah. Yes. This isn't like it a said. Qu- they got into a disagreement over their stay with the manager. Yeah. So basically, what happens in the video is that they break down the front door with their car. They drive mm-hmm. through the lobby. They smash into multiple things. Well, and they, t- they take a hard reverse and then a quick turn here. <laughs> People are approaching the car now. I think they get him out of the vehicle at that point. But Oh, he- no, he's reversing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and then he's going, I think he's going toward the front doors again or trying to. Trying it's to. a sharp turn. Oh, he's no, we're trying around, around again. the lobby. This is crazy. It was- I mean, the amount of damage wow. that that person did, not only to the hotel, but their own vehicle. An irate yeah. guest. Right now, look. I don't know, I what kind of wait, wait, wait? What kind of car was that? Looked like an Audi or something like that. Didn't it? It was some sort of convertible. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a higher end car. You but the think fact if you that have you that nice don't of a car, care. you care. 
But no. I mean, I don't know how things work in China, but if you did that in the U.S., your insurance company is not going to pay for that. Uh -uh. That's just negligent damage. Yeah. Good. So all of that repair is going to come out of your own personal pocket. I was dumbfounded when I saw that. Well, and it's damage to property. That's got to be a felony, or is it not? I have no idea. I mean, mean, at that point, that would be criminal, but... It's more than a misdemeanor. Right, no. So that would be criminal property damage. Yeah. But on top of that, you had all those people in the lobby. So now you have... Attempted? Well, possibly could be depending on how close you got. Because what if the manager was there, the one that you got into the disagreement with? No, no, no. All those people that were surrounding that car when that person threw it into reverse and started to move. There was a guy. There was a guy at the back of the car. Oh, my God. Attempted assault with the vehicle. Yeah. At a minimum. I mean, that person's looking at felony after felony. felony. Yeah. But side note, talking about criminal activity. Yeah. We need to bring. uh, Why am I blanking on his name? Andy, back to the pod. (laughs) I've reached out to him a couple times. He's just busy, but he wants to come back. I get it. He's got some stories to share. Some of them, which I'm sure he will share, but will probably never, ever make it to an actual episode. Oh, Oh, sorry, listeners. No, there's... If this makes it even on the pod. Well, there's good stuff in his stories, but it's... There's a lot of stuff that's really dark. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what he would have done if he saw this in his lobby. Uh, probably would have shot him. Mm, fair enough. Oh, but, he would have had his gun drawn at bare minimum. At bare minimum. I mean, How is this guy not? Sh- oh, they probably just didn't have active police in a no, hotel lobby. There was, no, there was no police in that lobby. But like, I mean, that story that he shared about, you know, having his gun through the window, telling that woman right. he was going to kill her. Oh, my God. I mean, he almost the, died in that story. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. But... No, he was pinned, like, between two cars. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. It's this wild, is- guys. Wild. It was scary. It was a scary story, and I wasn't even there. I was just listening. But- oh, okay. So we've been on the topic of, you know, bad behavior, bad associates, you know, how we basically just got someone to quit. Does <laughs> anyone else have anything? I didn't, I didn't get her to quit. She chose to quit. <laughs> she just didn't like my perception of her demand for <laughs> increased pay and the lack of so, Miss B, do you have a favorite job in the service industry that you have had in the past or currently? Ooh, that's a really good question. I've had a lot of jobs that I've really enjoyed and a lot that maybe I didn't so much. <laughs> you know what? I should probably we can, start we with... We can go worst <laughs> first or... I should feel like I should go with worst first because okay. that's how I kind of found out what I wanted to do. From your worst job? You yes. wanted to be in the service industry? Like, well, I was always in the service industry, but what... I wanted to do specifically, I did things and I was like, okay, that's not for me. And that's how I found where I was. Okay. I get what you mean. So like my first job, I was a bagger at a grocery store. So I bagged your groceries and I was terrible at it. I didn't put the right things in the right bag. But eventually did you put the bread at the bottom? You know it. And the eggs. (laughs) She put the eggs under the milk. Ew. I wasn't great at well, Kima, I was 16. This was my first job. And okay, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. But the least favorite part about the job, and I still remember, they would send me out on cart runs, which means you're going into the parking lot uh, and you're collecting all the grocery carts. I'm sure we can all imagine. And putting them together and then bringing them back to the store. Well, they had this rule you're only supposed to do like, and I don't remember, it's been a while. It was like four or five carts or something at a That's time. That's it? Yeah, it was something really small. And oh no, I see people in the big bullseye parking lot with mm-hmm. like 50 carts. Right? But you're only supposed to do X amount. And I was like, well, 
I don't want to be out here for an hour. <laughs> so you had to do like, so I was multiple. doing more and I was stacking them. And then I <laughs> learned why you don't do that. I'm pushing the stack of probably like six or eight deep. And then all of a sudden that front cart breaks loose like a little horsey and starts running away. And did you hit a Range Rover with and that cart? And it was heading towards a car. So I leave my stack, run and grab that leave cart. Leave the stack. Where's the leave stack going to go? Hold that cart, turn around and my stack's starting to break <laughs> apart. So now I'm running, catching carts freaking the F out trying to just stop cars from being hit because I lived in a very wealthy area as a teenager and there's all these ranges and different cars <laughs> and that was the scariest worst moment of my life and from then on I was like I don't want to do car duty please don't make me do it so get me another job so um and then after I was also a, a barista and I got let go after not very long because I sucked at making coffee okay. but wait can we can we back up one minute <laughs> yes do you put your carts back where they're supposed to be in a parking lot. Yes. <laughs> Please. Miss B. No, I thought we were asking if people do it. Do no, I you oh, do it. Of course. It. Okay. Of course. And I go the extra step because I have a baby and it's usually <laughs> far from my car. So I usually put the cart back first and then take the baby. Yes. And See, so I bring the baby back with me. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask another question? Yeah. What if you just leave your cart like on a curb? The, you are the devil. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I the didn't only say time, it was me. I'm just asking the question. The only time I've done that is when, because there are certain stores where they're like, I don't get the idea behind this but they don't have a cart return and they mm. want you to come all the way to the front of the store. Oh, I'm and sorry. I park that. all the way in the back. And I'm like, you, I, do, you I, don't I, want those door dings. No, it, I'm well, see, thinking that's why was, I hate people that don't put their cart back. Cause I've had my car ding badly mm. in parking lots from a cart or from yeah. a car. No, from a cart. Oh. Like I returned to my car and there's just a cart and there is a shopping cart in my door. I'm sorry if that was me as a grocery bagger. <laughs> you. <laughs> No, this is recent. I know I know you weren't slinging groceries a year ago. Okay, what if there's already one cart at the curb and you put it like right behind and you tuck it so they're, you know, you know what I mean? When I've had to do that, that <laughs> when I've had I to do better. that, I make sure it's secure, but there's usually, there's not a cart return in sight. Like Again, if I see a cart I'm return, not saying it's I can me. do it. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're asking for a friend. Hypothetical. Quote, quote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but so I'm going to probably say that was my least favorite job. But then I had a lot of like, yeah, screw that things like that, where I maybe lasted a month to three months max where I was like, okay, this is not for me. Mm. <laughs> I have plenty of stories for that. But my favorite job, I would have to say it was a big box property. But the reason it was my favorite was just because of like the coworkers I worked with. And we just had this Aww. amazing group of managers that just vibed and connected and, it's, it was really about the people I worked with, not so much the job itself. <laughs> I love how both of you are thinking it's about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've worked with you long enough to know it's not about me. <laughs> but Mima, I'm over here like, I'm going to cry. Like, no. This means so much. Talk but it's probably yourselves, I'm awful close. <laughs> it's probably not about me at all. <laughs> no, I... I was keeping it vague, but because I'm not going to lie, it is it's tied between two properties where it was just about the people I'm, I worked with. She's talking about us. I might be. <laughs> they grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I really teared up a little. Uh, I didn't. But yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're heartless. <laughs> it's more fun to talk about the jobs that I disliked and all the crazy no, stuff for that sure. happened. Carts. Oh man! Uh, you guys will have to. I'll tell you some of my bad coffee stories. And when I worked at a, a pet company, yeah. sometime. Oh, oh what? Yeah, it was really bad. All right, so too. we'll put a pin in that for the next yeah, episode. Exactly. For sure. 
What about you, Liz? Okay. I was just inviting myself to go next. (laughs) So this might be controversial, but my worst and best might be the same. Oh, okay. Because it was worst for a lot of reasons, but the best because it got me passionate about the service industry and it's led me to steps in my career that I've taken and have led me to where I am today. Oh. Yeah. So it was my first real job. Uh, I was still in college. I only had lifeguarding and swim lesson experience and coaching on my resume. Okay. (laughs) So I thought, okay, well, I'm graduating college with this big fancy degree. I need something other than lifeguarding on my resume. So what do you think I decided to do? Be a server. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Weird. I need something other than water-related sports. I'm going to learn to surf. No, serving. I need to take a break from tanning. Serving. Serving, like at a restaurant. I'm so sorry. I need to get my hearing checked. I thought you said surfing. See, I heard serving, and I was like, oh, she want a break from the sun. (laughs) (laughs) That too. So I was a server at a country club that my best friend was a member at. And I mentioned to her, you know, I I think I might try and get another job. I'm going to look. I'm not in any rush. And she goes, well, do you want to work at so-and-so country club? I can walk you into the food and beverage director's office today. Like, come have lunch. And me being, you know, 20, 21 years old, I was like, sure. Let me come (laughs) lay by the pool with you and I'll meet your food and beverage director after. I was wearing a bikini and a sundress. Of course you were hired. And flip-flops. Walked in there, (laughs) met her for five minutes, and she goes, okay, come back tomorrow for an appointment with HR. And like, we'll get you started. Wow. Yeah. So I was a banquet server and my favorite was serving weddings. Ew. Oh, she always put me on the head table. Oh. So I would just flirt with the groomsmen and bridesmaids <laughs> and just keep their drinks full. I love it. And I would get really, really good tips. Yeah. I made really good connections. And at a country club, you get to know members. Of course, I hated my life, you know, some days. I can imagine. But that was mostly from busing and having late nights cleaning up the weddings and like resetting the banquet room for the next day. I served a ladies golf group every single Tuesday for two and a half years, every single Tuesday. (laughs) They were gems. But I love it. to this day, I will still go to that property and I feel like a celebrity. Like people love me. They like to hear what I'm up to these days. They keep track of my career. They're friends with me on social media. Aww. I have taught their kids and grandkids swim lessons and on the swim team. And so I still have a really like big connection to that country club. Mm. But it was hell as well. <laughs> okay. But I, feel I like learned. It's fair. I learned the most there, and that is where I got my passion to be in this industry. That's awesome. And it all took me wearing a sundress walking into an office one day. And flip-flops. That's awesome. Yeah. Can I just ask a quick rewind question? Mm Mm-hmm. Flirting with the groomsmen? Oh, for sure. What about the bridesmaids? I said bridesmaids. I know. What aren't you telling us? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm kidding. I literally would do it for cash. I'm kidding. Of course. Who hasn't? I'm kidding. And they... They're the ones writing the big checks to my boss. I got to get those good reviews, just like Do your it. hotel. Do it. Pass out that TripAdvisor card with your name on it. <laughs> All right, Bill, it's your turn. Worst uh, and best. Worst and best. Worst and best. Uh, I'll keep it real short. Best was my very first hotel job as uh, Bellman. Oh. oh. 
Jinx. <laughs> um, saw some of the craziest things that I've seen. Oh, I mean, I've, I've shared stories with you guys, but like, yeah. I've seen some interesting stuff when you go to a, a guest room. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I hear lots, stuff from my billman. Lots of nudity. Oh. <laughs> People that don't give an F. On purpose or on accident? Oh, no. Absolutely on purpose. Oh. No one Fs my, given. <clears throat> one of my favorites. <clears throat> Come on in. One of my favorites. No, I get a call. X room is checking out. They need help with their bags. Done. I'm on it. Grab the cart. Hustle upstairs. Woman opens the door. She's not wearing a whole lot, but she is clothed. Okay. Uh, at this point, I'm up like, what, 22? Something like that. <laughs> You're like, ooh. So. Chesticles. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bill. How can I help you? <laughs> How can I be of service? So, you know, I knock on the door. Hi. I was told you were checking out and needed help with your luggage. <laughs> She says, yes, I do. And at that moment, another woman comes walking out of the bathroom wearing two towels, okay. one around her waist, one on her head. Oh. And that is all. Okay. Oh, my. I'm sorry. Coming, like, as a female, I would never. Well, You'd have to do that on purpose. Yeah. Th- I'm sorry. A towel around the waist is not comfy to me. Wait, what do you do? Sorry. So I'm standing there. This woman comes out of the bathroom. She looks me square in the eye and she goes, oh, hi, good morning. Oh, hi, good morning. And she's like, like, you know, kind of messing with the towel on her head. She's out there for the world to see. She's clearly proud of him. She should be. And that was like, that was normal. Just swinging in the wind. See that kind of stuff all the time. Men and women. That was the downside. Did you have fun in that room? No. <laughs> that was the teasing. downside, seeing the, the men. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But uh, so that was, that was probably my favorite job. Okay. Not, not because of that kind of stuff, but because of the fact that it's like, I wasn't locked down to a specific part of the hotel. Yeah. You, know, you got to wander. Yeah. So like, especially in a big resort, if you're a front desk agent, you're never outside of the front desk. No, you are locked down. Exactly. Bellman. Yep. Go everywhere. Yeah. If there's a guest room, I'm free reign to go there. And they're making cash. And they're making cash. And that was the thing that I liked about it the best is that every day I would walk with cash money. That's cool. AKA right? beer money. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would probably be my be- uh, my favorite job, okay. best job, whatever. Um, worst job, not hotel related. I was a dive instructor. That was the mm, worst. Really? Yeah. Is that because you almost died or because you didn't like it? Um, I, well, I didn't almost die as an instructor. I had close calls in other regards. Uh, I almost had a couple of students that I thought were going to die. Ugh. Um Okay, that would make cool. you have you haven't binged the pod. The, yeah, those are stories that we've already shared. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I've already shared. No, those. I remember that. That was the worst. Um, long no, I hours. Think, I think you were here. <laughs> I was. You know, it was long hours that started very early in the morning. Ew. It was. You had to be in the water. Yeah. Oh gosh. It was the feeling of constantly being wet. Oh, that no. really sucked. Mm. It got to the point where I had two wetsuits and I almost was going to buy a third. Yeah. Just to like keep a good rotation. Because you're always no. getting into a cold, wet wetsuit. Yes, to keep a dry wetsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there's nothing that sucks harder than 5.30, 6 a.m. You're slipping your you know, your foot down into Putting the Putting on a wet, a wet, wet suit. wetsuit. No, thank you. Ugh. Okay, so that, that's horrible. Yeah. yeah. That's so. why I elected for lifeguarding. You never really have to get in the water. You just... You just look like you're ready to get in the water. Well, you sit in it. You, and you pan. You pan. You pan the water. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But yeah, yeah, no, my time as a swim instructor, oh my gosh. That was nine hours a day in the water. Interacting with toddlers and young children. Ugh. Teaching them how to swim. <laughs> Second best job, though, for sure. Second best. She's talking shit and then being like, I loved it. 
<laughs> okay, but again, that's like another worst but best. I, She's so positive. I love I know, my I time it. doing it. I just want to choke her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so positive, and I love what I do. I love I it. It's so kind, cute. It's kind of like it just proves you haven't been in the industry long enough. Life hasn't crushed you yet. It hasn't sucked the soul. Yes. Or I have being. just followed my passion, and I am doing things I truly enjoy. You can't hear me, guys. Hashtag humble I mean, brag. You can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes so hard. Okay. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You know we love you. We're just teasing you. I love hey, it. I take it. I love it. I enjoy what I do. Put that on record. Okay. And don't force me to listen to this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> when you're getting your booty, booty handed booty to kicked. you. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's do this. On that note, let's wrap this here. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, ladies, for being here tonight. Thank you to uh, whatever brand wine that was. That the dragon. A little faster. Yeah. <laughs> Red thank wine you. With a dragon on the label, whatever you are. Yes, thank you to the dragon. Thank you for having us on season two. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Season two, episode one. Woo! Woo! We'll see you next time. Thanks Made for it. listening. We appreciate you being there. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Did I say see you next time? You did. Uh, you'll hear us next time. How about that? I was going <laughs> to let it slide. <laughs> but yes, you'll hear us in a couple of weeks. Yay. Yay. Thanks, team. Bye.